1: Evergreen Park High School basketball coach Jim Sexton sitting down here at the 9-foot homemade Oak Bar to kick off this episode, which is brought to you by the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. Right now, you can get $500 on the First National Bank of Evergreen Park. First, get yourself a total access checking account, free ATMs nationwide, and after a couple of qualifying activities, you get $300 placed in there. Oh, and there's no overdraft charges. I have one of those and then get the statement savings, another $200 put in a savings account. No required minimum to open it up. Couple of qualifying activities, not much. Open up a couple accounts, get 500 bucks. It's really easy. Stop in and get details at the corner of 95th and Pulaski in that big iconic building there. Your community bank, the first National Bank of Evergreen Park member FDIC. Coach, how you doing?
2: Doing great, Chris. Thanks for having me again.
1: Hey, thanks for coming over. How's the team doing?
2: so far so good we're just getting ready uh, actually uh, the uh playoff seedings just came out uh, we're the uh fourth seed in the uh thornton sectional so we're behind uh thornton who was really highly ranked brother rice and marion catholic so we're the fourth seed in the regional um we're actually ho- i'm sorry the sectional we're hosting the regional at evergreen park uh and that will be next wednesday the 21st of february so um, a couple of exciting things uh, we're 19 and 9 so far unfortunately did not win the conference we are, we got one more conference game tomorrow night um so we're it looks like uh we're nine and three in conference so we're going to finish a, a game or two behind oak lawn and eisenhower were actually tied at the top so that was a little disappointing but uh overall it's been a really good t- season we've played a really tough schedule and i think that uh you know uh, that thornton sectional is really tough so to get the four seed it was a uh was a pretty big thing and uh, a lot of good things uh, going forward and hopefully we can make a playoff run
1: all right so you got the playoffs looking ahead here break this down for me like I'm an idiot that doesn't know because that's the truth uh, <laughs> uh you got a regional I, I and I only remember this from watching guys like you play basketball in high school right like I watched you play for rice and so and I remember your run in in, uh, in my junior year and you had the regional I want to say it's two rounds to win a regional right it's like there's four teams in a region is that yeah, right perfect yep okay so then after you get through that then you have a sectional and there's two more rounds there correct correct okay so if there's four rounds that means what in your section there's 16 teams right now correct yep. so you got four out of 16 yep. which is pretty damn good yeah exactly right?
2: yeah especially in the you know the sectional we're in like i said it's uh it's a pretty tough you know like the the seeds below us are lamont who is traditionally really good hillcrest is the five so we would actually have to beat hillcrest at home Friday, you know, if we if we were able to luckily luckily enough to get through the first round, um, we would have to beat Hillcrest in the second round to get to Thornton. So, um, yeah, it's a really tough sectional, and yeah, to get the four seed was uh, was nice, and uh, you know, it's a tribute to what our guys have done all year.
1: What date is it kick off?
2: The twenty first is the first round. Okay, uh, so we don't f- know yet the, who the first round opponent is. There's some the seeds are out, but there uh, there's some shifting depending on because of who hosts the regionals. So Brother Rice hosts, we host, um, T.F. North hosts, and Marion Catholic hosts. So sometimes they shift depending on geographics. So they may shift a seed or uh, or two here or there, Um, but more than likely we will play the 13th seed.
1: You're not going to look ahead. I know you. You want to win every game, but you've got your alma mater in in your sectional. Right. I mean, there's there's Brother Rice is hosting right up the street. You're a mile away from each other down 99th Street. You went to school there. You, 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 your, your year's on a banner there from when you won a sectional championship. Right. And they're in your thing. I mean, you're, how, you probably have to win what th- two games to get to them. They'd be the third game in the thing if it all matched up, or would they the, be there at the end?
2: The way it looks now would be we'd have to win three to get to them because we would, we're the four seed, Thornton would be the one seed. So we would have to beat Thornton to get to play Brother Rice right. and Thornton. So yeah. But yeah, it's it's so definitely you, it's there w- well in grasp as far as if we can uh, you know uh, play the way we've been playing. I mean we've had a, like uh, I think we talked last time we've had a lot of ups and downs with some inju- injuries and illness throughout the season. But uh, we're kind of firing on all cylinders right now, so um, we're definitely a de- dangerous team going into the playoffs. So it's nice to you know it's awesome that the administration in Evergreen Park has allowed us to host the regional. So it's nice to have those those first games at home and then, uh, you know, playing in a historic gym like Thornton in a section will be awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, I think that's, first of all, that's really cool that you're hosting. I would say that if you're, if you're either you're an EP alum, you're an EP student, or you're just somebody that lives in the Evergreen Park area, get up and see these tournament games. I mean, you don't need to even have a rooting interest. Go see one of the games that, that Evergreen Park is not even in that's in this regional, because these are really fun games. High school playoff basketball is fun. You know, like I exposed my kid to it, you know, my, my sophomore who was a freshman last year, that was the first time he was exposed to it really was last year. I never really took him when he was younger to the games. And I'm like, Hey bud, you're going to the basketball game, right? And he's like, huh? And I'm like, this is the fun of this. Like we're going and I brought him and it's like, you know, wall to wall people and the excitement and like yeah, every shot. There's like everybody screaming on every shot, on every bucket, on every foul, the intensity of the entire thing. You know, it, you played in those games and you've coached in these games. Right. Describe this for somebody who has not actually been to one yet yet. Who may be like holy cow we got a regional going on right here in evergreen park
2: yeah no it's it's a great point um, unfortunately through the years i mean the internet is a great thing but uh, with streaming and different things it's nice because you can sit in your basement and watch your alma mater, you know, especially for people that live out of town. But I think a lot of times, um, you know, in the last couple of years, the crowds have kind of went down. We we're lucky at Evergreen to, to have a really good student section and a really good uh, fan base. Uh, and you could say the same thing for Brother Rice down 99th Street. Um, so we haven't been hit by that too much. But you go to some of these schools and you don't have that same type of atmosphere, like you said, like when, when I played and, and a lot of the games I've coached. But yeah, you're, you're on your, you know, edge of your seat every play. And especially in the exciting games the fan uh, fan sections are going back and forth versus each other you have like you said just people from the neighborhood that like basketball and want to get out on a Friday night or a Tuesday night to see a fun game and uh, yeah it's really cool atmosphere and uh, you know I think you know the back and forth between the student sections is fun and uh, just people that want to see good basketball is uh, you know always a great atmosphere. Does it get uh does
1: it still get vicious every once in a while, back and forth between the uh the two student sections in these things? I mean, I remember the stuff that was getting said back and forth in the nineties, and I don't know if you can get away with that anymore. But I mean it would it would get really vicious. What's it like in those in those games?
2: Yeah, definitely not do like. Do you hear the, yeah, it? Do you
1: notice it while I, you're out
2: there? I don't. I mean, usually I'm I'm pretty locked in as far as uh trying to do what we're doing. Um, you know, maybe every once in a while you'll catch something here or there, but it's definitely not like the nineties as far as like you said, the things that are said back and forth. Um, you know, I think uh uh, you know uh, student sections on both sides whether it be you know our, our home fans or you know the opposing team or even when we're on the road um, it doesn't get as as dramatic um, but you know it's still a good more more of a positive influence than sometimes back in the back in the day there would be some some negatives towards the other team do I people think-
1: still do people do the thing still every once in a while where they they grab. They all get their newspaper and they turn around, or they put it up in front of their face and ignore them when they come on the court. Does that still happen?
2: I've seen that more in college lately, but I not so much in high school. We haven't seen it in the last couple of years, but uh, yeah. But you usually get the chance that, you know back. You know if if our team is uh, good in uh, football, you know we'll get we'll see you in basketball, or if it's vice versa, we'll let's play football. You know, kind of those the usual the usual chance that have kind of you know been passed down through the years um but yeah not as uh not as vicious as far as some of the personal stuff and things like that um but yeah i think uh it's still a uh, a good atmosphere back and forth for most most especially the rivalry games or like you said playoffs let's talk about your guys real quick um you know
1: you got your son on the team i know he's a, i know he's a big player on that team he's not just the coach's son he's he's one of the stars uh who's who's been out in front for this team this year
2: yeah, like you said, Nolan is Nolan's been. He's a four-year starter. Um, he had some injuries earlier in the year, and has kind of been uh, dealing with that a little bit on and off all year. Um, you know, so but he's uh, he's back full strength, and he's playing well, and he's really a, a leader for us. And like I said, his his experience as a varsity player for four years has really helped kind of guide some of our younger guys. Um, you know, and uh, Trey Dowdell, a, a transfer for us from Brother Rice, has been unfortunately injured for about half the season. But when he's there, we're just a different team. He's uh, he's our leading scorer. Is he there now? Yeah, he's Is back. He ready? Okay, yep. that's yeah, good. He's yeah, he's yeah. back. He's played about the last week. Um, and I think he's missed, we played 30 games. He's probably missed 12. So um, he's back full strength now. He's kind of got his conditioning back. And he's had some huge games. He hit two uh, two late free throws against Hillcrest. I think he had 23 points against Hillcrest last Friday. Uh, we beat Hillcrest by a point at Hillcrest, and I'm not really sure the last time Evergreen Park has beat Hillcrest in basketball, but um, so that was a huge win, and then he had a huge game against Lamont the other night, so like I said, we're kind of firing on all cylinders. Billy Buchanan, uh, our our one kind of big, uh, has been our starting big, six four kid, um, has really you know played his butt off. He's been huge all year. He's probably averaging, I'd have to look at the rebounding stats, but Definitely averaging a double double, you know, eleven points and eleven rebounds a game. And especially the last, you know, three, four weeks, we've really leaned on them big time, uh to, you know, give us a presence inside. Uh it's probably gonna miss some guys here because we have a, we're 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 really balanced. I think we have Four or five guys that all average ten points or more, so it's a it's a balanced uh, you know balanced equation. Just those are just kind of the seniors. Ulysses Cardenas is our three point you know big three point shooter. He had over eighty three pointers last year. I'd have to look at the stats, but I think he's probably on pace, if not more, this year. He's a you know a big uh, you know a leader for us as far as a senior too. You've got a lot of you've got
1: a lot of shooters. So so this this is interesting to me because I I watch high school basketball games and in in tournaments. And I watch, of course, I love March Madness. I watch that all the time. And you see these situations where they always come down to the the end of the game. It happens so much. You've been there. You've seen it, okay? Uh, Are you the kind of coach with those kind of shooters, okay, and guys that, you know, as you said, a very well-balanced team, you're not relying on just one person. Are you the kind of coach where other team ties it up there's only like 10, 15 seconds left, okay? Or the other team takes the lead, and you know that that's it. You've got the ball at the end. They're going to have to do something. Are you calling timeout, or are you one of those guys that's like, I don't want them thinking about it. Let them go down and do their thing.
2: <laughs> I, I, the, the latter. I'm definitely that Like perfect example was that Hillcrest game the other night. They scored on an inbounds play with about, about 11 seconds to go. Um, they had called timeout to run the inbounds play. They scored to put them up one. And in our, you know, in our huddle during their timeout, we said, if they score, we're going right away. And the plan was actually just to get the ball in Trey's hands. He went down full court, got fouled with about eight seconds to go, um, made both free throws. We stopped them and ended up winning the game. So, yeah, and I've, I've had the same experience and, and, you know, I understand some coaches, you know, will do the opposite way, but my big thing is, you know, we always, you know, preach this. We want, you know, it's, it's not the coaches, it's the players. The players are going to make the play. So sometimes if you call that timeout and you're kind of premature with it, you you cut, cut guys off from being able to make plays. So, you know, we've had some times this year where we've had guys try to make plays at the end of the game and it didn't work, but that's, you know, you kind of, you stick with that philosophy, and uh, if you're a timeout guy, you're a timeout guy. If you're not, you let the players play, and I think, you know, for the most part, we come out on the good end of that.
1: If you're doing that, is it more of you looking at the at your guys, looking at their faces, looking at their mannerisms, and trying to figure out, are they out of control? Do they need the break, right? Is that really all you're looking for in that situation? Like, oh, man, that they look flustered, or like, you know, they need this break right now, but if I see them just going and I see the determination in their face, I'm going to let them
2: go. Yeah, it's a good it's a really good point. I mean, you're I mean you could see that, you know, if, if there's trouble is starting if you have timeouts, it's nice to be able to use them if you're in trouble, like where they dribble themselves into a bad spot. Or like you said, you can see maybe they're a little uncomfortable with the situation. But usually, especially if it's late in a game, like you're you know, the situation you're talking about, is a team scores, they're kind of patting themselves on the back or they're cheering or they're happy for themselves. So if you can get it out of bounds, and we practice that a lot, where getting the ball out of the bounds quick and getting down, trying to score as quickly as possible and the defense isn't set so if you're used to doing it and you practice it I think a lot of times our guys are comfortable with it but of course if if you notice that there's a uh, you know uh, they're unsure or especially if it's a situation where they get trapped or they're in a bad spot then of course we'll use a timeout
1: what do you do in a situation in the like postseason tournament because I've seen this so many times watching so many different levels of it you know it's style of play every team is very different right If a style of play also matches up with, say, whoever's ref in the game at that point, right? Like, you get a physical team, but the refs are letting them play. It could really change things for a team that doesn't get physical. Uh, Then, on the other hand, a physical team could walk in and could have won, like, four or five games leading up to that point. Now, all of a sudden, they're getting called for everything, and it changes the entire game. Is that something I'm sure you've seen a million times before and that you've experienced where do you make the adjustment? Do you change your style of play when you run into something like that, like right away? Or is it one of those things where you're like, this is what we are. We just got to hope for the best,
2: you know, a little bit of both. I mean, I think, you know, you, you stick to what you do. um, And we, you know, like you said, we shoot a lot of three pointers. Uh, We've definitely leaned on Billy around the basket a lot more lately. Um, You know, and that's been huge to be able to kind of do both inside and out. Um, But yeah, I I like to stick to what we do, but you're you're hundred percent right. Whether it be, maybe an off shooting night or uh, a team that's just playing really good defense or like you said maybe maybe a team's physical and uh we're not able to you know get around them in, in a situation where we can get ourselves open you definitely make adjustments but i think that's one of the things that is uh you know uh, the second half of the season especially as we've gotten more healthy that's one of the things i've really been and our coaching staff has been really proud of is we kind of are a free-flowing kind of more loosey-goosey like up and down you know you know uh uh, this freestyle offense, but I think our defense and our physicality as far as defensively and rebounding has really gotten a lot better. And it's helped us play, especially our last two games against Hillcrest and Lamont, who are really tough, physical, big teams. And we don't have a ton of sides, but we were able to, you know, uh, to beat both those teams on the road, especially Um, just because I think our guys are starting to understand that, yeah, just because you run up and down and you play fast and you shoot a lot of three-pointers, you still can defend and you can be physical and you can rebound and box out, so... Um, that's been a big step our team's taken.
1: That's how I always saw you, Coach, as uh, loosey-goosey in free form. All
2: right,
1: Jim Sexton, he, he's the head coach. He He's not exactly sure who's going to be the first-round opponent. they got to wait for that. Maybe by the time this uh, episode comes out, they'll know it. But what I do know is that Evergreen Park is hosting the regionals. They're in a really interesting sectional. They're hitting their stride right as the playoffs begin. And they've got a healthy team, and they could make some noise. And they're a four-seed. Okay, so being able to host, being one of the top four seeds inside of their sectional, being healthy, being ready to go, and having this guy here who's got some postseason experience uh, coaching them could be a very interesting next month or so here for, for Evergreen Park and the Mustangs. Uh, good luck to you, coach.
2: Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate it. you. Know, like you said, I would love to uh, get as many fans out there as possible next. Uh, you know, obviously our last couple home games, but the uh, the regional will be fun as well. So I always appreciate you having me. Building relationships, supporting the community, and service.
1: 1559 to talk about the things that are important to you and how he can help you protect them. Our next guests are bellying up to the bar right now as i speak and they are using every bar stool We'll get to them in a moment first your ep podcast word on the street brought you by spoken vine wine bar and bottle shop northeast corner of 95th and kedzie they have a wine for every palate and they have wines from all over the world a 21 and over establishment perfect for date night if you're doing valentine's day local this may be the spot Actually, I know it's the spot. And if you find something you like, you want to bring back home, get a little romantic, pick up a bottle at the wine shop on the way out the door. 21 and over establishments. See more at SpokenVineWines.com. Mayor Kelly Burke is having coffee with you, 9 a.m. until 10 a.m. at the Community Center on February the 24th. She's going to be available to discuss any issue you want to talk to her about. She's also going to be at the upcoming village board meeting because she's at all of those. In fact, Mark Marzullo, one of the village trustees, got in-depth about what happens at those board meetings on our last episode. Check it out on demand, anywhere podcasts can be found, and always at the EPPodcast.com after this episode. The next board meeting, February 19th, 6.30 p.m., second floor Village Hall. The Office of Citizen Services and AARP are doing income tax preparation for Evergreen Park seniors. There are no walk-in appointments, so you gotta make an appointment by phone, 708-422-8776. And also the senior luncheon this month is on February the 15th, couple days away, 11 a.m. with Swedish meatballs on the menu. There's gonna be entertainment and tickets are only 10 bucks. Get them at the community center at 3450 West 97th Street. Preschool registration is now open. Visit the Evergreen Park Rec Department. Little Mustangs basketball is also open as well. Boys and Girls Instructional Basketball League Our guest that was just on, Jim Sexton, running that thing, along with JV head coach Pat Hogan and some varsity players focusing on skills and drills and the fundamentals of basketball for two weeks. And then you get four weeks of team practice and games. It kicks off on February 18th, runs till nearly the end of March Over at the EPCHS Sports Complex at 2700 West 91st Street. It's only $65 and all you got to do is bring a basketball and a water bottle. Any questions, 708-229-3373. And our guests now here at the back end of the EP podcast are brought to you by SidSauce.net, local Evergreen Park couple that open up a hot sauce business where they grow the peppers in backyards all around Evergreen Park. Then they make these hot sauces and they deliver them to your door. It's the only place I get my hot sauce. They have so many different kinds. They're all really good. See more at SidSauce.net. Joining us as well here down at the nine-foot homemade oak bar this week, uh, we just had uh, Jim Sexton, the coach of the basketball team for Evergreen Park, uh, on the program, and now we've got four students that are part of a massive production, huge play, biggest thing to hit the south side in years. Right? That's what we're sa- we're going to say here. This Absolutely. is this is it's, it's pretty much. Macbeth, and then this play. And, it, you know, and, and that it's, it's going to be at that level is what it's going to basically be. Uh, we have uh, we have four of the uh, principal students in a uh, play over at Evergreen Park coming up this weekend. Uh, guys, uh, seeing as how I'm bad with names and there's four of you, why don't you just go around and introduce yourselves, everybody?
0: Okay, well, I guess we are going to start with me. Um, hi, I'm Gabby. Um. Use your last
1: name. Your parents want to oh, hear. Okay, sorry. I'm Gabby McKinney. <laughs> there you go. They want to be proud of you. All right.
3: Um, I'm Michael Shannon. Hi, Michael. I'm Dylan Shehelski. I'm Matthew Diver. All
1: right, yeah, Dylan, I would have never gotten your last name. I would have taken like five <laughs> it's, times. It's Polish. Three. Polish. Yeah. Holy cow. Okay, there we go. All right, so big thing. Uh, you, uh, what's the name of the play?
0: Um, it's called Something Rotten.
1: Okay, and what what is it about?
0: Um, basically, the musical is set in the Renaissance period. Um, it's to give it a to give a short s- synopsis. Um, it's based around these two brothers from Cornwall. Um, that's where they grow. Uh, that's where they grew up. They're basically trying to just make something with, like, with their writing. They okay. have a lot to write about. They they want to they want to reach out to their their people.
1: The, are they trying to write a play? Are they trying to write a book? What are they What are, what are they trying to do?
0: Originally, I'm not sure. The, the brothers are the brothers are actually sitting right here. Okay.
3: what
1: What are you guys trying to do?
3: I'm trying my hardest to direct a uh, theatrical production. My brother is the writer. Dylan right here is the writer of the play. But I eventually, uh, through some divination, find out uh, that I should do a play with songs and
1: call it a musical. Okay. So then a musical comes along, which means you're going to have musical numbers. So, there's going to be singing in this performance. Yes, okay. a lot. Does everybody here sing? Are, are, are all of you yes, you're yes, all singers? Absolutely. You all get out there? Is, is anybody doing a solo? Anybody like out there just by themselves? No? All four uh, of us. All four of you are doing well, solo? I
3: mean, by ourselves on stage? Yeah, by yeah. yourself on stage. Uh, if like you're on
1: stage, the spotlight's on you, I you're holding have, the whole crowd. I have
3: like a little, like, I have like a song called To Thine Own Self. Okay. And yeah. then the only, that would be me who's really. The one that has like only that. Is that nerve wracking? We'll see.
1: Yeah. You yeah. Have, yeah. Done, have you ever done it before?
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, I've done it before. Okay, well, it was, you'll be we, I did that my freshman year, um, but it's been a while since I think I've been the only one on stage from what I remember. I could be wrong, um, but I think I'll handle it well. It's it's a short little thing and it's it's fun.
1: All right. So you have this performance, you have this play, you have these, these songs. Is there anything else? Tap dancing by any chance?
0: Um, yeah, there's actually a, a lot of tap dancing. There's tap um, dancing.
1: Now, are you all accomplished tap dancers or did you have to learn for the, the performance? Accomplished is a very strong word. Yes. <laughs> uh, my mom made me take it for a year when I was a little kid. I've only seen pictures of it. I barely remember it. Yeah, I, I couldn't do it if you paid me to. But I mean, I would it'd have to be something you, you really have to kind of pick up a skill to be able to do that. So this is this something you train for just for this play.
0: Me personally, I grew up dancing. Okay. Um, I always did a lot of different forms of dancing. I did hip hop. I did majorette. I did contemporary. Tap dancing was not one of them. Yeah. <laughs> that was not one of them. So I did learn how to tap dance. Uh, it's been like maybe two years. Um, and in this song in particular, in my song, a musical, uh, Mrs. Kazen was like, you're going to tap dance. <laughs> and it had been about... Five months since right. I had put on a, tar- a pair of tap shoes, and I was like, "What?" But you had at least <laughs> had
1: tap shoes; like you had done yeah. it before, right? Yeah, it'd be weirder if she was like, "You're gonna tap dance," you'd be like, "I'm gonna what? I've <laughs> never done that before, right?"
0: Yeah. Okay. I was very, very nervous. Um, when she gave it to me, I looked at her like she was faced away from me, and the looks that I was giving her, I was like, "Oh my god, this lady thinks that I'm, I'm a, like, I don't."
1: You but, already, well, look, you, already, you just mentioned to me, like, well, I've done all this dance and I've been doing it for years and years and years. Yeah. And, that, and that's something I think that, like, I think everybody comes at different at different levels, especially I would imagine at your level right now at Evergreen Park High School. Like, you have some people that, like, get into musicals their freshman year for the first time that they start doing And then you have some kids that have been doing it for years and years and years when they're doing it. And, and and you know, you start to see some of these plays at a high school level and they, they're really good. You know, because you have kids that have been training and doing it for a long time. So you you've been dancing for a long time. Anybody here have been doing something for a very long time that led you to this point?
3: Well, I've been acting for a long time, but I'm I'm the opposite of Gabby in the situation. I have never tapped before. <laughs> and you had to learn. I had to learn a lot. Um, <clears throat> so I have a tap battle. With one of my peers.
1: I'm sorry, you've never tap danced before and you have a tap battle. That
3: is correct. On stage. <laughs> on stage. Wow. Yes. Um, it was...
1: This kid's got a solo and a tap battle. <laughs> Man, I'm rooting for you. Good luck. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was...
3: Uh, Mrs. Kazen was like, you're going to tap. And I was on the verge of tears. But... Uh, this is sounds so mean. She I no, she is, She's the most amazing she is person
0: wonderful. we know. She's the sweetest
3: oh, yeah. lady ever. Um, but you know, as I got to do it more and more, it's it's gotten easier. I'm still not um completely without two left feet, but I'm I'm getting there. Um and it's been fun to learn it, and it's been fun to expand my horizons, and I'm glad that I'm doing it, and I it's great that I'm getting better and better at it each time. But yeah, it's it's been
1: It's been something. That's awesome. So uh, you didn't touch on it, but I I remember you mentioning it when you guys first walked in here, and I wanted to make sure that the listeners heard it, um, the idea that in this musical, there's a lot of other musicals that are in here. So are you you pulling songs from certain musicals into this one? Are you pulling styles? Explain that to people and and what they're going to hear and what they're going to see that's on stage that they would be familiar with.
0: Um. So, funny enough, majority of the musical references come from the song A Musical. Okay. Um, There are so many ranges of musicals for people people who have never seen a musical before may know. Um, There's references from Annie. There's references from A Chorus Line. There's references from Lion King. There's references from Mary Poppins. Just so many. Um, There's a point in time where... Uh, chimney sweeps come on stage and you know where like there's oh there's a fiddler (laughs) like there's a fiddler fiddler yeah there's a fiddler joke in there it's um there's a lot of different references and like you but like you have to really listen to hear them you got to be like very you got to watch intently there are some musicals that people have never heard of there are some plays that people have never heard of i know for effects like when i was singing it i didn't know what i was really singing about i was like i knew some of the easy ones but then i was like oh what is this do you become (laughs)
1: fans are you fans of theater like if i went around the horn right now and said like what's your favorite musical or a play that like you know would you be able to come up with one right off the top of your head yeah okay well let's go around what do we got
0: oh uh, (laughs) 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 Uh, my favorite musical right now is probably
1: big fish big fish Mm -hmm. Uh, all right oh (laughs) Copier. Stole, Wait, same this, answer. First time you talked the entire interview, <laughs> and she stole yeah, it. Yeah. Stole <laughs> so my answer. Sorry. <laughs> Dylan, what do you got? Oh, I would have to say that mine would be Heather's. Heather's, okay. Yes.
3: <laughs> See, it's interesting for me because I love doing theater, but I'm a complete faker. Like, I never listen to, like, musicals on my own. Um, Man, um, I've always liked, Um, oh, what's it called? Be More Chill. Be More Chill is really good. Um, maybe not the whole thing, but I like to select stuff
1: from it. Um, at least all four of you didn't go Hamilton, you know, like you didn't go with like the first one. I mean, it's fun. I went and I saw it. I actually just went and saw it in the last Mm -hmm. couple of months and it was, it was fun. But I mean, like, at least you didn't go with that. I'll go with fam of the opera. That was always my favorite one. I love that one. Okay. All right. So, so, uh, before I let you go, when is this, I know it's coming up this weekend. What nights is it? Friday, Saturday? Like how do people get tickets? Uh, Run it all down.
3: Um, the tickets are sold online. okay. For Friday and Saturday, the shows are at seven, the sixteenth, and seventeenth. And on Sunday, the eighteenth, the show will be at two o'clock. and tickets are sold online. I believe they should be on the Evergreen Park Community High School website.
1: Yes, Yes, yes. okay, good. So um, I'm guessing that this is going to be something that's a, a fun performance. Am I, am I getting this right? I mean, if you've got references from other plays, you've got uh, two brothers, I'm sure there's a little bit of comedy in it, the, like, you know, arguing and things like that. I would imagine this is a fun, <laughs> raucous a performance, bit. right? Fun, raucous performance? Yes. yes. All right, good. I'm going to hold you to it, okay? Uh, good luck this weekend. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, we're going to need it.
3: Yeah, one last high disclaimer. Oh. Be cautious about bringing children to. <laughs> <No>. children. Oh, <laughs> really? Yes. It's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> a, it's
0: <laughs> a
1: bit. Language. Is it language or risque? What would you say? A little bit of both. A little, a little, bit, of both. A little yeah. bit of both. Well, thank you so much for coming by, guys. Of of course. Course. Good yeah, luck. Yeah. Thank you. Break a leg. Thank, thank you so you. much. It's the EP Podcast All Things Evergreen Park. It's the EP Podcast, Evergreen Park.